Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. It's going to be another late night as the Cardinals continue their trip in Arizona. They match up against the Diamondbacks tonight. Before we can get to that, we got to go through some uh, sports open line here on KMOX, the Graybar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. I have you for a sports open line for the next uh, hour and a half or so. We'll take you to about 740, and then we'll jump into uh, coverage from the Cardinals radio network in front of tonight's game between the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks. Steven Matz against Merrill Kelly, the pitching matchup. We've got a lot uh, coming up on the program today. In about 10 minutes, we're going to be joined by uh, John Shostakowski uh, from the Baseball Hall of Fame as we continue to look back at what was a really special weekend with Scott Rowland uh, being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll talk Diamondbacks baseball with uh, Chris Graziola, one of their uh, broadcasters. He's going to join us at uh, 6.35. And then next hour, our own Joe Pott is going to be with us. We've got a few things to talk about with him, including uh, the announcement today where uh, SIUE and SLU are going to be playing uh, soccer at City Park next year, which is going to be really, really, really cool. Uh, it was just kind of a shout-out to, to City SC and the people who uh, run the team and, and run City Park. They are doing a fantastic job making sure that that venue is being used for things beyond just uh, City SC. We uh, we saw the U.S. Women's National Team here, like just all the different things that they're doing. It's really cool and just adds to the overall sports environment in uh, St. Louis, which we uh, we like to see big events. We're a big event place, and uh, anything that you can do there feels like a big event. If you want to join us, you can do so today. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's the number to call. It is also the number to uh, text. If you want to tweet at me, you do that uh, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Our uh, top story today, and we're going to spend a fair amount of time talking about this, couple a uh, couple reports, couple um, bits of breaking news earlier today from uh, Katie Wu of The Athletic. She's doing a, a great job as uh, she's covering the upcoming Major League Baseball trade deadline, which, by the way, we're going to be on top of that. We're going to have a special show on Monday night from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, completely locked in on the trade deadline. And then uh, we're going to uh, be 
you know, hunkered down and ready to go all day Tuesday, uh, all throughout the day. We're going to be ready and covering the trade deadline, so you're not going to want to go anywhere but right here uh, for KMOX uh, when it comes to uh, trade deadline. But the uh, the report coming out earlier today from Katie Wu, two things that were notable, and we're going to go in depth on each of these things coming up later on in the program. First off, reportedly, the Cardinals are engaged with Jordan Hicks, and they are engaged with him on a potential multi-year contract. And that multi-year deal obviously would keep him in St. Louis. And if they are unable to work out a deal with him, they are likely to trade him at the deadline. But right now, the focus is on a multi-year deal. I think the ramifications of that are, are there's a few things going on here. First off, if he does that, he's your closer. I don't know what happens with Ryan Helsley moving forward. Maybe they end up moving Helsley. But if they're going to give Jordan Hicks that contract extension and based off what he's done here recently, Jordan Hicks is the Cardinals' closer moving forward. And he has made it clear publicly that he wants to be in St. Louis. There had been some speculation out there that maybe he was one of those types that would like to see what else is out there and go to another organization. And if that's how he feels, that's not what he has said. He's made it pretty clear that he wants to be in St. Louis. So uh, Jordan Hicks, multi-year extension, a possibility. They got to get it done here over the next few days or he is likely to get traded. The second bit of news, and this might not be well-received by a certain contingent of Cardinals fans out there. The second bit of news is that the Cardinals are likely to hold on to Tyler O'Neill for the rest of this season. My thought on this is that there's just not a whole lot of interest in O'Neill outside of uh, the Cardinals because of his inability to stay healthy. Why are you going to, if you're another team, why are you going to give up, say, some high-level prospects and define high-level prospects however you want to be, top 100 prospects in the game, top 30 prospects within a system, whatever it might be. Why would a team give up that level of prospect for a player who's having a hard time staying healthy? So I still think, even if that comes to fruition, even if Tyler O'Neill does not get moved at the deadline this year, I feel like there is a good chance that he's not a Cardinal when the season begins next year. And perhaps it's a bit of a gamble from the Cardinals saying to themselves, the re- the potential return on a Tyler O'Neill deal right now is not what they want. So they are going to bet on and it's a, it's a gamble. That's why he's the, it's a gamble. They are going to bet on him staying healthy for the final two months of the season and see if uh, him showing that he can stay healthy from here to the end of this year uh, would be enough to raise his trade value in the offseason. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe they just really believe in Tyler O'Neill and think he's a big part of the team and think that what he did a, a couple years back when he was a, when he was an all-star and looked like he was really coming to his own, maybe they just really continue to believe that that's who he can be um, he hasn't stayed healthy, and that that's a that's a problem. So, those are the two bits of news today, and I'm sure 
you have opinions on all of them. We'll get into those coming up uh, later on in the program, uh, specifically uh, right at the top of uh, next hour. We'll get into uh, those two bits of things with uh, Jordan Hicks and Tyler O'Neill. But that's really the news of the day. That's the both those things being reported by Katie Wu of The Athletic and both very interesting when it comes to the Cardinals, not just on what they're going to do at the trade deadline, but also on how they are going to uh, potentially be built moving forward. All right, we'll take a break, and when we return, we are set to be joined by uh, John Shestakoski. He is the uh, Vice President of uh, Communications and Education with the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. We'll recap what went down this past weekend with Scott Rowland being inducted into the Hall of Fame. We'll do that coming up in just a moment. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. He's America's sports voice, KMOX. I certainly have to thank my teammates, managers, coaches, agents, trainers, clubhouse staff, front office, umpires, grounds crew, ushers, game day staff, owners, security, MLB, the Players Union. I can go on and on. They look thirsty. I'm not going to. This is not a one-man show. It's a wonderful game, and we all work together in it. Scott Rowland speaking this past weekend as he was officially inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. We are very happy right now to uh, welcome on the Baseball Hall of Fame Museum's Vice President of Communications and Content. He is John Shestakoski, and he joins us right now. Shesta, appreciate you taking uh, some time as you join us on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. How are you? Oh, man, it's awesome. It, it, uh, it's great here in Cooperstown. A little aftermath after a really busy and special weekend and uh, obviously Scott Rowland and, and his 
class of 2023 Hall of Fame uh, teammate uh, Fred McGriff were a huge part of, of the celebration here in Cooperstown. What was a magical weekend. As I'm watching, I, I you know the the shots of the crowd, and there's a lot of people wearing Cardinals stuff there. And it seems like anytime someone connected with the Cardinals, anytime they get in, there's a there's a good uh, Cardinals contingent that makes their way to Cooperstown. I'm not trying to get you to pat us on the back right now, but are, are Cardinal fans as good as it gets when it comes to uh, coming and supporting their own at the Hall of Fame? You know it. You know it as well as anyone else uh, who's a baseball fan and seen these. These Cardinal fans travel. Uh, it's incredible whenever there's someone related to this team, whether it's uh, Scott Rowland this year. We had Ted Simmons a couple of years ago. Um, and before that, or, or along with him, Larry Walker, uh, we've seen a lot of Redbirds in town. And, and obviously it's not just the new class that we're celebrating. Um, every year we have uh, upwards of 50-plus returning Hall of Famers that come back. And you're going to see people like uh, Ozzie Smith, the, the wizard out there, um, celebrating alongside these uh, these new uh, members of the Hall of Fame, so uh, a lot to enjoy and a lot a lot goes on here in Cooperstown. So we absolutely love seeing the Cardinals fans out there, and we see them uh, in droves. What is it like for you personally? You mentioned all the Hall of Famers coming back. I'm sure you find yourself in some really cool situations where you're kind of a fly on the wall here in some very fun conversations. What is it like for you just having that inside access to all of these individuals during Hall of Fame weekend? It's pretty incredible. I think I might have the best job in baseball, especially when it comes to this weekend, to be around these guys. And what you see is, they're just regular guys, and and just like you and me, when we're hanging out with our friends, um, they're they're just having a blast. And what what's the most fun to see is how much they enjoy being around one another. For them coming to Cooperstown each summer, it's like a reunion. It's a family reunion. It's a team reunion, uh, and it's a way to stay connected with one another and with the game. So we do hear those uh, those stories that you hear in the clubhouse, and we hear um, you know uh, memories of, of bygone eras and. Uh, most of all, we hear these guys connect, and what's really fun is is seeing the respect that the members of the new class receive from, you know, other members of the Hall of Fame, whether they be folks like Derek Jeter and and David Ortiz who were recently inducted, or those that go all the way back to earlier years, like you know Dave Winfield, Eddie Murray, um, and and even uh, before that. So a lot of incredible moments do take place in Cooperstown. It's it's just a special place to be, and. Um, it really does become the center of the baseball universe every uh, every induction weekend in July. We saw Whitey Herzog there, and it's a, he's 91 years old and still sharp as a tack. He did a, a TV interview uh, here in St. Louis uh, in the last uh, week and a half or so, and he's sitting there breaking down every aspect of the Cardinals. It's 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 pretty amazing to see somebody like that at his age as a, a, who continues to uh, really you know just be able to talk baseball with the best of them. Yeah, it, it, having Whitey back was was really really special this year. He obviously wanted to make make a point to be back for Scott. He hadn't been back in a few years, and um, we actually had a wonderful opportunity as part of the induction ceremony uh, to honor Whitey. We we uh, celebrated the USS Cooperstown, which is a recently commissioned naval ship, and its honor its name honors um, not really just the village of Cooperstown, but specifically. 70 members of the Baseball Hall of Fame who sacrificed parts of their careers in order to serve in the U.S. military during wartime. Whitey is one of those, and he was there um, as we celebrated, and we were able to give him a little standing ovation in honor of, uh, of his service, which was very, very special for us. 
the the work that goes into making this weekend, and I know it's a it's an every week of the year sort of a endeavor. I'm sure things are already being thought about for for next year. But what is it like? We we were on a conference call with you uh, involving Scott Rowland uh, a few Fridays ago, the couple Fridays leading into it, and there's just so much stuff. What what is that period like for you? The week, the two weeks, the three weeks before the weekend actually takes place. I'm I'm going to say it's a bit of a frenzy on many parts, but. Um, it's a well-oiled machine, and when it comes to the planning and preparation, it all it all comes together, and it always comes together. And uh, you know, in the in the final weeks, we have some inductees who are finishing tweaking their speeches. Uh, we're going over logistics one more time. We're making sure we have every element set in place um, for you know content capturing to to be able to help all the media members that come out. It, it's incredible when you think about Cooperstown. This is a village of about um, 1,600 permanent residents. And we get tens tens of thousands of people coming into town for this one weekend each year. So uh, we really have to band together. It, it really takes the entire village and an incredible amount of work by the staff here, who, by the way, we, we don't really have an event staff department. Um, <laughs> so we have, we're pulling people from the library. We're pulling people from their normal jobs uh, to spend the weekend doing something completely different to, to pull off the magic of Cooperstown. So one of the really cool things is how there's so much support for the museum and, and the library and, and the Hall of Fame. And uh, I donated, I, I was asked to donate something to you guys a few years back. When I when I tell that story to people that I donated something to the Hall of Fame, it's like the coolest thing I've ever done. People are always just excited to to hear that story. And like I got the certificate from you guys, and people think that's the uh, just an awesome thing. What is it like working for a place that just everybody in baseball like truly supports and, and, and wants to see uh, function at the highest possible level? Well, it, it really is incredible. And, and you know, what, what it comes down to is we're all a part of the fabric of baseball and baseball history, whether it's me working at Cooperstown, your role in the game, and thank you for supporting us and donating, um, you know, or fans that come to visit. What baseball is, is so much bigger than what happens on the field. And I get to witness that every single day. It's people making connections with one another. It's people remembering their own past. It's a, really a place where no matter who you are and what you look like and where you come from, everyone's there for the same reason. And we have this incredible, you know, incredible positive energy <laughs> that, that you really don't find anywhere else. And um, it, it really is, is special for that reason, among, among others. Yeah, that's a great. That's what I was trying to get to. Just that you don't see it anywhere else. That positive energy. And it's really, really cool. So, what's next? I now Roland's plaque is going to make its way to St. Louis, correct? That is true. We are very excited. And this does not happen very often. Pretty much once, um, once or, or or twice, perhaps in the lifetime of a plaque. If a team is going to honor. Um, a player after his induction will offer to bring this plaque out, but otherwise it stays in Cooperstown. And this is going to be the one and only plaque. We only have one that's ever made. It's a one of a kind kind of priceless piece of baseball history now. And it's going to come off the wall just for a couple of days uh, to make its way out to St. Louis uh, for um, the day that the Cardinals Hall of Fame is going to be honoring Scott Rowland on August 19th. So we're excited for that. We're excited for, uh, obviously, we want as many Cardinals fans as possible to come out to Cooperstown and see everything we have, but um, we'll, we'll be able to share this bit of, uh, of new Cardinals history um, with everyone at the ballpark that day. What are the logistics of traveling a plaque around? 
Uh, it's a little more complicated than just uh, you know throwing throwing something in your check baggage. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get into the the details of it specifically, but rest assured, there's a lot of security and uh, logistical support that goes into it. It takes a lot of time and energy to plan these uh, trips, a lot more than um, you know than any other type of trip that I've been on. When you have a plaque, you have something that really cannot be replaced. So you have to keep as as tight of a of control over it as possible. I tell people it's like it's like traveling with the Mona Lisa. What are you going to do? You, you have to just keep keep really good care of it and make sure nothing happens to it. Fair enough. He is uh, uh, John Shostakovsky. He's from the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, Vice President of Communications and Content. Shasta, thank you so much for taking some time. Especially, I'm sure you are just exhausted after the last few days. So thank you for finding some time for us to, uh, today, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. My pleasure, and hopefully we'll see you out there for Scott Rowland's Black Day on August 19th. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. Yep. There's uh, John uh, Shostakovsky from uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, joining us, and we appreciate him taking uh, some time with us. And yeah, you, you don't get the chance to see a Baseball Hall of Fame plaque not in Cooperstown very often, but Scott Rowland's plaque will be making its way to St. Louis. Uh, that's going to be part of the uh, Cardinals uh, Hall of Fame and everything, uh, the celebration that's going to be going on coming up uh, later on this summer. So an opportunity for you to see something pretty darn cool if you want to. All right, uh, up next, we're going to talk some Diamondbacks baseball. Cardinals at Diamondbacks tonight. Uh, Diamondbacks broadcaster Chris Garagiola will join us in just a moment as we continue on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Now the pitch. Strike three. Call for a Redbird winner. Canzone takes strike three on Jordan Hicks' 27th pitch. The Cardinals with five in the ninth. Turn back the Diamondbacks 10 to six. Quite the game last night for the Cardinals. They had the lead for Adam Wainwright. They gave up the lead. Wainwright didn't get a decision, and then they put together a uh, big ninth inning and eventually uh, get the win against the Diamondbacks team that, while they're scuffling a bit right now, have put together a really, really good season, and uh, they are likely to be buyers at the deadline. We're very happy to uh, welcome on to the broadcast, part of the Diamondbacks uh, broadcast team. He is uh, Chris Garagiola, and he joins us right now on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Chris, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. How are you? I'm good, Matt, although that opening intro of highlights, I mean, just stick a dagger in my back, why don't you, having to re-listen to that game last night. But uh, 
certainly tough one for us and a lot of fight from the Cardinals. Yeah, so right now you look at the Diamondbacks. They've had such a good season, but scuffling right now. The trade deadline's right around the corner. What? How do you assess kind of where, where this team is at and, and what you expect to see happen over the next few days? Well, it's really interesting because uh, as we heard from our pitching coach earlier today, you know, if, if going into the season we had learned that our record was what it is right now going into the year, I think a lot of people would have been happy. But it's all about circumstance, right? The Diamondbacks have lost 13 of their last 18. What was once a three-game lead in the division now is a four-game deficit as we get closer to August. And it, it has left a lot of questions in the air in terms of what moves can be made at the deadline. And obviously, you'd look at the struggles that the bullpen has had and think that maybe you can add a, a piece or two there or maybe go out and get closer. But the reality is there are a lot more teams this season that feel like they're in the mix and teams that would typically sort of say goodbye on their chances of the playoffs this year, teams like the Padres and the New York Mets, it seems because of their payroll, they're going to be unwilling to sort of offload a lot of assets. So I'm not sure there's going to be a ton of movement at this deadline, and it could leave the Diamondbacks in a little bit of a bind if they don't fix their issues from within sooner rather than later. All right, so feel free to disagree with me, but it, it certainly seems like maybe the Diamondbacks are about a year ahead of where they thought they were going to be at in terms of competing. Does that add another component to this, just in the sense that maybe there are some guys who are still in the minor leagues who are considered big parts of the team's future, so the team might be more unwilling to part ways with them, where if they weren't overly competitive this year, there'd be no even talk about those types of players leaving the organization. Yeah, I think to your point, you know, if, if you weren't having a competitive season, it makes these decisions a lot easier, right? You try and you try and gain assets and you try and build that depth moving forward. But I, I think that I'm not speaking on behalf of the front office because obviously I'm not privy to those conversations, but they have a lot of young pieces that I think they believe in the potential. And the reality is for an organization like us, a smaller market team, you have to build success on your controllable pieces. So trading those away to get more established players, you have to do that if you feel really confident about your group in that particular season. And I think that the front office feels strongly about this team, and I think that there is still a ton of confidence that this group can right the ship and find themselves in the postseason when we get to early October. But we will certainly learn a lot about the belief of this group, whether it is about trying to develop the young players for for a year like next year, as you're kind of hinting towards, or if it's about trying to bolster up the areas of weakness for this year and not let this opportunity slip by the wayside. What I'm about to say is probably true about every team that has played in the postseason in the last 20 years, but there have been times for the Diamondbacks where maybe they did make some moves at the deadline, they did uh, lose some valuable players, and it didn't totally work out the way that they were hoping for it to work out. Does that play any role in their, their future thoughts moving forward, just the way things had worked previously? You know, I think for us as fans of baseball, it makes a ton of sense in the world, right? And just looking at the Diamondbacks early in Max Scherzer's career, you trade him away to the Detroit Tigers, you probably want to have that one back, right? You look at the Paul Goldschmidt trade, for example, and, and maybe some of the pieces that came back, they didn't pan out the way that you hoped. But those moves happened, right? We can't go back in time. Otherwise, you're right. Every organization would undo about 50 to 60 different <laughs> moves. You just have to look at what you have. You have to believe in the process. You have to believe in your scouts. You have to believe in the people who look at the research and the analytics. And if what the information they have gathered tells you that this decision is going to put you in the best possible position to win, 
then you go with it. And I think that's what they're going to do, uh, certainly prior to the deadline. I just go back to what I said before. Everyone is trying to get something, and nobody seems to want to give anything up. And that's why it's probably hard for everybody right now to try and find some pieces. And that's why we've had such little movement as we're, what, less than a week out? Yeah, it's uh, very, very few things have happened. I always appreciate teams that kind of stick with their leaders during times where maybe it'd be easy to move on. And, and we live in a world right now in sports where coaches and managers are, are getting fired all the time. Is there something to be said that they've stuck with Tory for a while and there's probably been some moments over the last few years where there was maybe thought about, is this guy the right guy to lead the organization? But here he is and he, he's got the team in a pretty good spot. What does that say just about their trust in him and allowing him to continue on with his job? Well, I think you're just seeing the evidence of year-after-year growth from that dismal 2021 season. And the reality was is that even in the years prior, look, Torrey, when he won Managers of the Year, he inherited a different roster, a different GM's personnel, and made the most out of that group. And then finally in 2021, it said, okay, we're going to let this front office, led by Mike Hazen and his crew, get the players and the athletes that they want and develop them. And it was a bad year, obviously, in 21, going 52-110. and 110. Then you have a 22-game improvement from uh, that year to, to the 2022 season, and you're already seeing a projected team that could win north of 85 games, which would be 13 more than what you did last year. So I think they have a ton of confidence in him because they're seeing that growth. They're going to want to continue to see the development, though, of the young players. Brandon Fott took a big step in the right direction yesterday for the Diamondbacks. Obviously, young players like Corbin Carroll looks like he's going to win rookie of the year, assuming he doesn't get hurt down the stretch and a big knock on wood there. Keep getting these young players, mold them into competitive major leaguers, and I think Torrey's going to be here for a long time to come. Chris Graziola continuing to uh, join us. I know you probably get asked about family stuff all the time, and if we weren't in St. Louis, I would I would avoid that because you do probably get asked about all the time, but just your family does have a deep connection to uh, the city of St. Louis. Do you, do you share that? Is this a, a city that's at all special to you? Well, going there is, is incredibly special for me. And one of my first road trips as a big leaguer last year, we started in Miami and we went to St. Louis. And I, I just felt such an immense amount of pride to walk in that building and to relive some of the accomplishments that, that certainly my grandfather had as a player and as a broadcaster. I feel that immense pride certainly being back here um, with the things that my dad was able to do and so many wonderful memories that we shared, just, just father and son. and. St. Louis, even though I didn't have the chance to grow up there, it will always feel that way. The Cardinals organization, KMOX, I will always think very fondly of that because of the family ties. And, uh, I mean, St. Louis, as you know, it's a world-class organization. It has history that few can rival. And just to be able to talk with you guys on your airwaves, that was something I thought was one of the coolest things I've done up to this point as a, as a man in radio. Awesome. Very good. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, this will not be the last time we uh, we call on you. So uh, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we look forward to uh, checking in with you again in the future. Oh, man, anytime. Thanks for having me on. Take care. You bet. That's uh, Chris Graziola, part of the uh, Diamondbacks broadcast team, and we appreciate him taking a, a few moments with us today as the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks match up tonight against Steven Matz against Merrill Kelly. We're about an hour out from uh, network coverage from the Cardinals radio network. I'll have you for uh, Ameren Total Access at, uh, what is it, 745? Is that our pregame time? 
I'm just sitting in the same chair, so I don't really know what time it is. But Matt Pajeski gave me the thumbs up. So 7.45 indeed is when uh, we hit the air with Ameren Total Access tonight. Right now, you're listening to a Graybar Sports Open Line. We'll take a break, have more in just a moment as we roll on right here on KMOX. A great bar sports open line rolls on right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. We've got you for about another hour or so. We'll take you right into coverage of uh, St. Louis Cardinals baseball. So the news of the day, and uh, if you want to chime in on this, we'll welcome your phone calls, your text messages, and your tweets. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. If you want to tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. The two bits of news that we got today both courtesy of Katie Wu of The Athletic, who's been doing uh, a fantastic job just covering uh, the the events leading up to the trade deadline. Item one, Jordan Hicks, they are engaged with him on a long-term contract extension where if they can get that done, they would not trade him. If they can't get it done, they'll probably trade him so they at least get something for him because a relief pitcher is not someone that you'll probably give the qualifying offer to. So the only chance for them to get anything for Jordan Hicks would be to move him at the deadline unless you work out that long-term extension. And then the second item is that Tyler O'Neill is likely not to be traded and instead uh, they'll keep him through the rest of the year. Now, obviously, all those things can change. They cannot come to an agreement with Hicks. They can be blown away by a team's offer for Hicks. Same thing with Tyler Neal. If all of a sudden a team just really, really covets him and and covets his skill set and offers you something that you don't feel like you're going to be able to get better than uh, in the offseason or close to and you don't have the gamble of hoping that he makes it through the final two months of the season without getting injured, you got all that going on. So I don't think any of these things are set in stone, but they certainly – give an indication of the direction that the team is going. So I guess first and foremost, just hearing those things, we'll open it up to you if you have thoughts on a potential Jordan Hicks long-term extension and the possibility that Tyler O'Neill is not going to get traded and they're likely to keep him through the rest of the year. We'll take your your thoughts on it. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. Or you can just tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I think each thing makes sense for specific reasons. At the same time, until a deal gets done with Hicks or until the trade deadline were to expire, you would probably want to keep all options open. But there's a few things going on here. First off, I like Jordan Hicks as the Cardinals' closer. And I will continue to say that I think the Cardinals are built to be a winner next year, 2024. And I don't like the idea of them going and making moves for 2025 and 2026. Not that the moves can't have ramifications for those years and not that there can't be some extended thinking beyond next year, but the focus should be on 2024. And if you also can help yourself for the years beyond that, that's fine. I think what Jordan Hicks has done, albeit in a very small sample size here recently, I think it is notable, I think it is compelling, and I also think it is sustainable. I think he is somebody who can continue to 
pitch at that kind of level moving forward. And I think he fits the role of closer better than Ryan Helsley. If for no other reason, you're just not going to see Helsley pitch on back-to-back days. And as dominant as Ryan Helsley can be, you want to be able to kind of roll out your high leverage group in your bullpen day after day after day, if possible. You want to be in, there's going to be days where the bullpen's going to look different. There's going to be days where, because of usage of certain guys, that they're just not going to be available. I get that. Every team deals with that. So you've got to have a bullpen path B and a bullpen path C for those days that guys are not available, knowing that if you've got a high leverage situation, that you are going to approach that day's uh, high leverage final three innings in a little bit of a different manner. I get that. That's always going to happen a handful of games each year. But you don't want it to happen too often. And the way you make sure that it doesn't happen too often is you have a closer and you have other high leverage guys who are available pitching two days in a row, pitching three days if needed, pitching uh, three out of five, like situations like that. And we just haven't seen it from Ryan Helsley. We just have not seen that from Ryan Helsley. And whether or not he's ever going to get to that point or that's just not really what his profile is, I don't like the fact that if Ryan Helsley goes out one day and closes out a game, he is unlikely to be available the next day. And just because you used your closer one day, all of a sudden you have to have a different path in the bullpen the next day. And that's what Jordan Hicks does give you. In addition to being dominant, in addition to getting the swing and miss stuff that you want to see, he is somebody who's going to be able to go out and pitch back-to-back days consistently. He's going to give you three straight days if, if you really need it. And he's got that demeanor as well. If you remember, uh, I, there was the situation where, where he had just really come on as the closer and he was used in back-to-back days and it kind of felt like, okay, he's not going to be available. And he was the one who went to Oliver Marmel and said, I'm ready. I'm good to go. You can use me today for a third day in a row. And that's the mindset you have to have as a closer. I'm not trying to sit here and denigrate Ryan Helsley. I think Ryan Helsley's a very good pitcher. And I think he can be a, a dominant impact reliever. But the fact that you are not able to use him, or you at least you haven't chosen to use him, whichever one it is, the fact that he's not really someone that's used on back-to-back days changes the way you use him. And that's where I think there's value in a Jordan Hicks. Now, for this year, who knows if we're even going to see Ryan Helsley pitch again. Because we haven't really heard a whole lot when it comes to him. He got the he first had the injury and they downplayed it in the moment like it wasn't really a big deal. And the next thing you know is he's getting moved to the 60-day injured list. And there hasn't been, you know, the last update was that what well, he was like a week or so away from starting to throw. And we're it's been more than a week since that update, unless I've I've completely lost track of time. So it just doesn't feel like I'm not saying we're not gonna see Ryan Helsley again this year, but it doesn't feel like Helsley returning is anything that's uh really imminent. And if he can get back, if they were like let's go to this hypothetical world, if they were able to get a deal done with Jordan Hicks, 
I think if you do that, he be, he's the closer at that moment. Like you, you never like seeing somebody lose their job due to injury, but it happens in sports. Staying healthy is part of sports. Staying healthy is part of being uh, successful. And Helsley got injured. He hasn't been available. Jordan Hicks has been given an opportunity, and he has run with that opportunity. And right now he looks like somebody that you can really uh, place as your ninth inning guy and have a lot of success with that. It's a small sample size right now and what he's done. And, man, he was really, really, really struggling at the beginning of this year. It's kind of funny how how long a 162-game baseball season can be because you go back to the beginning of the season, not only was Jordan Hicks struggling, he was struggling to a point where he was taken out of high leverage situations. He was not being used, not just in the ninth inning, but he was not being used in any type of high leverage. And we were getting phone calls and text messages and tweets and everything uh, saying that the team should move on from him. So they, they should not even trade him, just let him go, that he's not a big league pitcher. And now we're at a point where we're talking about him getting uh, potentially a multi-year deal. But if he gets that multi-year deal, what you're saying in that moment is he's the closer. You are investing in him as being the Cardinals' closer moving forward, and there, there's no doubt about that. You're not giving him this long-term extension, but then saying, well, once Ryan Helsley gets back, Hicks is going to be able to cover the eighth inning or the seventh inning. You know, He'll slot in as a high-leverage guy in the bullpen. That's not what you're doing. I, I think if you give him that, uh, that deal, you are absolutely committing to him to be the team's closer moving forward. So, yeah, you know what? I I like the move because I believe in Jordan Hicks. I think he can be an impact reliever. I think he can be a very good closer in Major League Baseball. And I like the idea of of all of that, of, of that being his role. We'll see if it we'll see if it happens. It's tough to get deals done at this time of the year. I've said a few times on this show, and I'm not trying to talk out of both sides of my mouth by any stretch of the mind, but people have uh, said, you know, the Cardinals need to go extend Jordan Montgomery, and I've said that's very, very, very unlikely. You don't see extensions done at this time of the year. The Players Association isn't overly eager to see players sign, you know, imminent free agents uh, sign extensions at this time of the year. Uh, And I'm not backing off any of those things. It is... It's a little bit different when it comes to relief pitchers versus almost every other position, but especially starting pitching. You see the money that is being thrown around with starting pitching. If I'm Jordan Montgomery and I'm sitting on July 25th and I know I'm a, I'm a couple months out from being a free agent, I don't want to sign an extension, no matter almost no matter what, because I want to see how much money I can get in free agency. You look at the trends of what have happened, what's happened in this game when it comes to free agency, both the money that's being thrown around and the years that are being thrown around. You've got an opportunity, if you're a Jordan Montgomery, to go set yourself up for the rest of your life on this next contract that you're going to sign. So I don't think it's just this easy thing where if the Cardinals wanted to give Montgomery an extension, they would be able to do that. That seems unlikely to me. He wants to get to free agency. He's going to go to free agency. He's also likely to get moved uh, before the deadline, and we'll see what ends up happening with that. How? But 
On a relief pitcher, it's a little bit of a different uh, situation. Uh, I don't think the Players Association, I don't think agents are, are quite up in arms the way they can be on other things when it comes to uh, in-season extension. So the roadblocks that might exist to get a starting pitcher to sign a contract extension uh, coming up on the trade deadline probably don't exist as much when it comes to uh, when it comes to what relief pitchers. All right, so that's the Jordan Hicks side of it. What about the Tyler O'Neill side of it? Because it would appear, uh, based off the reporting today, that Tyler O'Neill is going to continue to be a Cardinal moving forward past the deadline. What does that mean for him? What does it mean for the organization? What should we take away from that bit of news from Katie Wu? We will discuss that coming up uh, after the news, which begins in one minute right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 